Welcome to the Taking the Lead podcast, where we empower people to be unstoppable. I'm Christina Hepner with my co-host, Leslie Hoskins, while Timothy is off enjoying a nice little vacation. Speaking of vacations, except for you haven't really been on vacations, Leslie, you were a little MIA for a little bit. And then you're going to be a little MIA again. I know. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Uh, and I should thank both Christina and Timothy and Alyssa for covering uh, the podcast while I've been yeah. out. We've been all over the place. I did have a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on in January, both uh, work and personal life and all of that. So I was out quite a bit. And Alyssa has seamlessly jumped in. Oh my gosh, I've been listening to those episodes and they're fabulous. She's done a great job. Um, so I'm so thankful to have her on the team and have her as a best back up. But yeah, so now Timothy's gone today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I am the only consistent thing. You really are right holding now. us together. Right? Wow. I'm like, am I ever going to be able to go on vacation? Absolutely not. <laughs> <Right>? Absolutely <laughs> not. Thank you it, for asking. You know, at least I don't, well, the only thing I have planned is next fall. So because I like, I had so much last year with weddings and all the things like I turned 30 so of course I celebrated way too much like did trips for that um so this year I'm taking it easy like I mean in my defense a lot of my trips are work related sure work. I mean <laughs> quote unquote giving me air quotes here but <laughs> they are work conferences they just some of them have to be happen to be in wonderful destinations I can't yeah. help that yeah, when Leslie starts filling out things like for Hawaii <laughs> and Florida and right, a European tour soon right? coming up. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing for work there? Oh, there's a conference. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I uh, was just recently in Chicago and it was quite cold. So if that's any anything good for you there. No. Okay. No. Her facial expression no. is telling me, nope, that still <laughs> is not working. Anyways, my point being, thank you, Christina, <laughs> for welcome. holding it together for all of us. And thank you, Timothy, for being so flexible. Truly, he is always available. Um, so we're happy to give him a couple but, of days yeah. off here to go enjoy himself and uh, have a wonderful vacation with his wife, Cheryl. Um, yeah. And of course, Alyssa, truly, like her expertise is so beneficial to this podcast too. Yes. Her background in guide dog mobility. Uh, instruction. So happy really is. to have this team. Yes. I, I would definitely need somebody with expertise because I don't have them. I really don't. Well, I mean, and Alyssa and I got uh, too much. Of it. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> We're full My of it. expertise just, are not in that field. Uh, that's true. You have a lot of expertise. Just, They're just in other areas. And we need you because we need all those questions. Yes. All the questions. <laughs> It's a good team. We're having a lot of fun and super thankful that we're can, you know, able to continue to do this podcast. Yes. Awesome. Well, speaking of the podcast, I guess we should probably jump right into it with our guest who is a Leader Dog client who was recently here on Leader Dog campus and happened to share his journey on social media about his entire experience while on campus. Yes, it was really cool to see. We shared it on our blog as well. And Joey Johnson is from Augusta, Georgia and has retinitis pigmentosa. He was diagnosed at age 30 and has four degrees of field of vision remaining. And um, of course, he recently came to Leader Dog and he has Leader Dog Tucker, which I love that name. That's a cute name. Joey, thank you so much for joining us today. Do you mind telling us a little bit about how you found Leader Dog and got started? Okay, sure. I'll try to keep this short because it wasn't, <laughs> actually, it wasn't an easy process because I had yeah. never heard of it. Yeah. Um, and 
So it took some convincing because a lot, a lot of blind people, I pretended I wasn't blind forever um, until it became abundantly obvious I needed to quit putting myself in danger, as in driving and going places alone. So anyway, I resisted the cane. Sorry, Leslie. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Starting off strong, Joey. And, and I know. Well, and, and Lynn, the pickleball champion, was my um, instructor. Oh, my. So I know he won't be offended, but... Anyway, I thought there was a stigma attached. I had to get over that. So I was like, well, I'll just get a dog. Um, well, you don't just go get a dog. Um, so I, I searched guide dogs. Um, another place came up, I guess, geographically closer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was an application that said you had O&M training. Well, of course, I didn't know what O&M training even was. So I reached out to a local rehab facility. Uh, it was during covid which made it even more difficult. Uh, they could give me O&M training, but I had to pay for it. And it would have been like an hour one day, maybe another week I'd get another hour. And so they had a gentleman call me. Um, he was just an advocate for the blind, I guess. And he told me, no, 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 call Leader Dog. <sighs> um, and I wish I knew his name so I could thank him. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, I don't. So I I found your website, and then that's where the journey started. Um, went up there, worked with Lynn. He was amazing. Um, and fell in love with uh, the dog that I got to put my hands uh, on the last day and wanted to come back and get a dog. Oh, that's awesome. Um, that's pretty much how I found Leader Dog. And um, I'd, I'd go back in a minute, but it's, you know, I've got Tucker now. So I'll <laughs> yeah. be back for a while. <laughs> So you worked with Lynn Gaucho. He is one of our um, O&M specialists who we contract with. So he actually lives in Louisiana and he flies up to work with clients on a weekly basis. He's absolutely wonderful. He was one of my mentors as well. And my first experience with Leader Dog was with Lynn uh, during my practicum. So very cool. And I love that you said that. So somebody who just called you who was a blind advocate and recommended us. That's so exciting to hear. Yes, he he actually had RP, but he was totally blind and... um you know, I, I told him about the cane and I didn't want people looking at me and this, that, and the other. And he's like, well, can you see him? Well, I said, well, no. Then what are you worried about? <laughs> I'm like, well, you know what? I, I You put it so bluntly, but you're right. What am I worried about? So I, it was more of a personal battle of accepting um, my condition mm-hmm. and, and moving past it. And, and it, uh, it hasn't been an issue at all. Um, and it actually opened up a lot of doors. So it's probably the best thing I ever did. That's awesome. So you came and spent a week with Leader Dog, and then you also mentioned getting your hands on a dog. So sometimes during that week of O&M, on the last day of O&M, if a client is interested in a guide dog, if it makes sense, we will do um, a dog walk, basically. So we'll let somebody or clients who are potentially interested walk with a guide dog just to give them an idea. It's not realistic. Joy, I would actually be really interested in your experience walking with in that walk and then having your first walk okay. with Tucker um, because we try to make it a very nice and smooth walk so you get an idea of just what it's feeling like if everything's going well, but it's not always super, super realistic, right? When you get your first, your real right. guide dog. Yeah. Um, there, the difference is, of course, she was a female uh, <laughs> on the trial run when I was there for, and so she was a little smaller. Tucker uh, wants to win the Iditarod. Um, <laughs> he's he's a he's a puller, and so you have to be really careful what you ask for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. I, I walk a lot. I walk fast. 
uh, and so they they match me and they match me perfectly. Um, I wouldn't trade him for anything. Uh, I'm not sure if my GDMI Mary uh, Skillman was the lone decider, but she 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 matched me very well. Um, so it was different because he's much bigger than the the dog I had for uh, O&M training. That's really interesting to hear. And uh, Joey, you just you let us share it on our blog as well, which thank you for that. Um, we've gotten a lot of great feedback on you sharing your day-to-day journey. So what prompted you? Because a lot of people wonder, okay, I'm at Leader Dog for three weeks. What is a day-to-day like? And you shared that um, for, you know, essentially the world to see. What was what prompted you to want to start sharing, you know, every day that you were there, the good, the bad, you know, because it's not all roses. It's a lot of hard work and there's a lot of emotions that go with it. Well, to me, one quick word, my wife, uh, I guess that's more than one word. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Math. Um, We share everything. I mean, we've been together 29 years. And so she's been with me on this journey from, um, you know, when we first got together to realizing I'm going blind. She's been supportive and to be honest, we've never been apart that long. So if we're going to share everything, I needed to share that with her. Uh, you know, this dog was for me, but he's, he's a family member. So she needed to be as as much of a part of it as possible. And then uh, on another note, it kept me from texting and calling every single person. Well, what'd you do today? What'd you do today? <laughs> like, well, you know, I can just knock this out with one post. Uh, every day. And of course, we still talked on the phone. She still had a hundred other questions, uh, which was fine. Um, and then it, it turned into a little bit bigger because I, I started hearing, well, when's he going to make his next update? When's he going <laughs> to let us know what happened today? But, you know, we would we would be working late. There would be a night walk or a seminar. So I'm like, well, I won't, I won't update my day until I'm done. And so I, that's when I started realizing, geez, people like this. So it was really fun. It really was. I love that that's how it started. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> uh, you've got well, Christina actually a little emotional over here. You're well, pulling on her heartstrings today. It's not me for once. I well, know. It's just she's so my best sweet. friend, and we have to share everything. I love that. I totally get it. I I would feel the same way. Um, I think that's absolutely wonderful and, and such a great way. So I have to ask, before you started posting your leader dog experience, were you big on social media? Were you posting a lot? Or is this just you were like, you know what? This no. is the easiest way to do this. I, I literally, you know, I shared stuff about now. People wonder if I still have kids. Because <laughs> But he doesn't give him much grief as they do. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, you know, we, social media isn't about family. And we would post little, you know, things about the kids or, or whatever. My wife would post everything we have for dinner. But never really nothing big, um, sports stuff. But this was the first thing. I don't know why it popped in my head. You know, why don't I do a little blog? I, I don't know why that idea popped in my head, but I just thought it would be the easiest way to do it. And I really did not know that by thing I was at leader dog that everyone at leader dog would know. Um, and then I found out, gee, they're, they're seeing this. I hope I'm, I'm not going to be in some kind of trouble giving away <laughs> trade secrets or something. Um, no, not so at all. That, that's, that, that's just how it happened. I, I, it just was the easiest way for me to update what was going on. 
Well, I have to tell you that I heard from a client recently who suggested you as a podcast guest and I was so excited to be like, oh, we already have him scheduled because they were wondering like an update. They're like, well, when is, how are things going? Like, what's the update? What's going on? And I was like, oh, this is so great because we've got him scheduled. So please, inquiring minds need to know how is it going since you've gotten home with Tucker? Well, it hasn't been all uh, ups. Yeah. That's the same as in class. And I think people need to understand that, that, you know, you're getting three weeks of training. Um, and the hard part is learning that the dog already knows what to do. They're, they're training you. So it's a lot to learn in three weeks. Um, so when you come home, you know, one Tucker has already had a couple owners. He's had his puppy raiser, then he's had his trainer. And now it's kind of like an arranged marriage. They're like, here, <laughs> go with this person. <laughs> So, you know, we have to figure each other out. And so there have been struggles where I thought, gee, I don't know. He he acts like he doesn't want to work. He doesn't want to do this. And leader dog is so supportive. And, you know, they call and check on you or tell you, like, if you have any issues, email us. We'll call you. And every time someone does call. And and I had to be reminded, look, do, do you want to go to work every day? Well, not really. <laughs> well, you just, sometimes. Sometimes they don't, you know, they're not as enthused as you think they should be. And that's normal. So it takes some, it's taken some time to figure each other out, but we've gotten a lot better as a team. And I still enjoy sharing that. Um, Mainly now, it's not really to update my wife or anybody because I'm home, but I figure now the more I can show the, if one more person sees one of these wonderful dogs working, that's one more person that might be informed about what they do and uh, maybe can educate themselves more on, you know, blindness, uh, etiquette with guide dogs, anything. Just try to do my little part to help spread spread the news about, about leader dogs. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. And I love that you said it's like an arranged marriage yeah. because, you know, you're meeting in three weeks time. <laughs> you're so taking funny. that dog home. And yeah, yeah. You, you know, that dog doesn't know your environment at home. And, you no. know, your family has to meet the dog as well because that dog is going to live with you and your family. So it it is. It it. Truly is. I love that you said that. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote you and I'm gonna use that. I think so too. I thought that was wonderful. And I love what you said about, you know, yeah, of course we don't want to go to work every day. I mean, not Christina and I, of course. We love yeah. coming to work love every day. Our job. We've never had that feeling before. But yes. I'm sure it's relatable for others. Um <laughs> but what a good point, right? Like there are those days where you just wake up and you're like, I don't wanna do this today. I'd rather go lay and take a nap. So what a great perspective you've given us here joey well yeah and had to figure out okay what do i do to get him to to, to get it get in the gear so you know my, my instructors worked me through i was like well try this for a little while and and we've it, those issues have started to work themselves out to where he's like okay let's just do it man let's just go and um it's just gotten smoother and they and they tell you before you leave this could take six months to 12 months um, to, to work out. And there are, um, you know, sad instances, I'm sure, where it, it just doesn't work out. And yeah. I, I know those are rare. Uh, so you just have to, that's why they stress when you get home, stay busy, get working, because the more you work together, the quicker and better you'll be as a team. Um, and, I, and I firmly believe that. See, now all I can think about is relating it to like a relationship. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it is, right? Yeah. Like, it is. Wow. It's, yeah, just like getting to know the dog. And Is your wife jealous of Tucker? Because I would be jealous. <laughs> no. I like Brian's oh, no. full attention I'm, all I the time. Sort of, I think I'm jealous of her because <laughs> he likes the girls. Oh. Um, he, he, yeah, he, you know, when I, I put him a blog about his affection for Mary, our trainer, um, <laughs> and it was really kind of bittersweet. It had to be hard. You know, they, they do a fabulous job of trying to, I guess, keep their heart, their feelings out of a, a dog. I don't know how they do that um, when they know the dog really likes them. Um, and so it was really hard watching him not really grow away from her, but not pay as much attention to her and pay more attention to me. And that has, it has to be hard. I would think it'd be hard because a dog can catch your heart within a matter of days. Um so to watch your dog leave every time, I don't know how these trainers do it, but they, they do a fabulous job. Yes, and that is why I don't do it. <laughs> it's such a good know. point, a puppy, though. How a, puppy raiser keep, how a puppy raiser keeps them for a year and says bye. It's, it's a- just, uh, they, they don't get applauded enough for what they do. Very true. And and the trainers too, right? But it's it's all about that and journey, right? Like they keep doing what they're doing because they're seeing your success and your independence when you're yeah. out with Tucker. But yeah. I think you, you know, nailed it with um, guide dog mobility instructors, right? Like they love these dogs and it is so sad to see them turn over to their new person. But on the flip side, that is like their yeah. also proudest moment too. Right. So I can't right. imagine doing that. You know, I believe it or not, am not emotionally attached to the long white cane as some may believe. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm you, delighted every time I send one out the door with a new yeah. client. Couldn't be happier. I think though, Leslie would have rather have one that's all beat up. Like I love, you know, I love a beat up cane. Yeah. I love a beat up cane. And I, not to just talk about, and not to just talk about the dog. I will say that when I, I got back with my cane, and I never used my cane before I went to Leader Dog. I didn't want to teach myself any bad habits or anything. So, I, uh, But I did watch a lot of videos. Okay. I, I, I did watch stuff and try to educate myself. Um, and then Lynn just works really well. I know uh, he's really good at what he does. And so he even reminded he, he got he, – excuse me. He would forget that I had never used a cane. He's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I, you're just really good at it. But – I have a little usable vision, so I was able to watch traffic a little more. So, But once I got home with the cane, I started going places that I haven't been going without the cane. So even with just the cane, it was so liberating to finally do things that I hadn't been doing because without the cane, it was quite hazardous to, to do some of the things I was doing, so I had to limit where I could go. And so when you go to Leader Dog and you either get a cane or – you go back and get a dog. The point is for you to be more independent than you were. And so I'm like, well, if I got the cane, I need to, I need to use it. That's the whole point of this. So the first time crossing a road or going in a store by myself for the first time uh, was almost emotional. You know, it, it seems silly to someone that's fully sighted, but when you can't shop by yourself, you know, it, it's, it's hard to deal with. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this. And, um, it was just a wonderful feeling. So even if you don't go for a dog and, and you get the cane, it opens up a lot of doors. It really does. Leslie is smiling like <laughs> ear to ear right now. She is loving what you're saying. But it is true because you have to have that orientation and mobility in order to. You have to. Yeah, have a dog. And to be because able to go out. Happens, 
Yeah, go ahead. If something happens to your dog, uh, you need the cane. You got to get home. So God forbid something happens um, or somehow you got lost. I mean, your cane can still help you get home. So you can't forget those skills and you need to. Bra- so when we go walking, um, if I'm just walking in the neighborhood, I don't, I do leave, I do leave Moses at home. Um, but if we go for a long walk, the cane comes with us um, because you never know what could happen. And, and that's going to be my navigational tool to get back home. So um, he's not forgotten. Leslie. <laughs> yes. I absolutely love that. And it's so important. And the more I think we can say that, the better, because it's one mobility tool or the other, right? And if one yeah. shuts down, you need the other to stand by or vice versa, but you can't do one without the other really. Um, right. And I just think that's so important. I love well, it. Sometimes you got to use both because if we're learning a new route, I need to have my cane and, 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 and you heal the dog beside you and, and walk the route. So he learns where he's going. Yeah. So, Sometimes you sometimes you use both the cane and the dog. Yeah, that's awesome. And Joey, you said you didn't know what orientation mobility was, so it's even more important. To I talk had no about clue. It. Yeah, I had no clue. And and you know, I guess more people would know what is cane training. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess the professional term is orientation mobility. So you know, I had to Google it. I was mm-hmm. like, what is that? Um, and unfortunately, just our state just doesn't have anything. Um, I, I think they have it. If you're 55 or older, from what I was told, uh, it's free. Mm-hmm. But I was like, well, I don't want to wait till I'm 51. I got to wait till I'm 55 to to get more independent. That's silly. Yeah. Um, so fortunately, y'all were there to uh, facilitate. It's so hard time in my life. Yeah, states are struggling and it's not that they don't want to provide these services. You know, they have lack of resources, lack of funding, lack of instructors. There are not a lot of uh, certified orientation mobility specialists out there. And when they are, they're covering such wide territory. So they're spending a lot of their days driving back and forth to clients to spend, you know, an hour here, an hour there. And that's really why the Leader Dog O&M program even started, right? Is because clients were coming in, applying for a guide dog. We'd say, hey, you don't have the skills, go home, get some O&M and come back. And they'd never come back because they couldn't get the the skills. They couldn't get the training. So I'm so well, happy that uh, you found that blind advocate and you heard about us because people don't know. It's funny you say that because, you know, when I got home, I wanted to thank um, the local rehab facility for just starting this whole process. Yeah. And so I so like, anything you can, I can do to kind of pay forward, if you need me to talk to someone, if you need me to do anything to explain O&M or explain what Leader Dog does, please share my information. Let me talk to them. And so they ended up calling me. As a matter of fact, it was just a couple of weeks ago, and they they had the information wrong. They called me and said, we understand you do O&M training. I'm like, uh, no, uh, I'm legally blind. You don't want me. Um, so... But what they had is they had a client in South Carolina who wanted a guy, had a guy dog before, but must have had it a long time ago because he had never had O&M training. And now he needs O&M training. He can't get one, um, but he doesn't want to travel. So he doesn't know how to get O&M training. I was like, well, leader dog will come to you. Um, he doesn't necessarily have to travel. So I spoke with Barry, mm-hmm. uh, the other O&M instructor, uh, who was there when I was with Lynn. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, you know, he said, just call, tell them to fill application and, and if the, maybe we can get to him. So I don't know if people don't realize that they don't have to technically go to Michigan if, if things work out, you know, you might have to wait longer, I'm sure. 
to get on schedule, but Leader Dog will come to you and work with you at home. Yeah, that's something new that we're super excited to be able to offer because you're right, there's a lot of reasons why people can't come to our campus, whether it be medical conditions or responsibilities at work or at home or just really lack of confidence to get on the plane and come. You know, we totally understand that. And so we do now have Barry, who is our O&M field rep, if you will, and he is flying all over the country um, and Canada even to help people with O&M in their home environment, which is awesome. It's super exciting to be able to offer that. Yeah, some people might be scared of the airport. I mean, I was nervous the first time yeah. uh, because it's a crowded, hectic place. And when you can't see or see very little, it's scary. So I, I could see the anxiety of someone going, I, I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to go. I mean, there's people that are fully excited and don't want to fly. Absolutely. So, uh, I, I can see where someone just can't get over that fear and, and, and doesn't want to do it. But to ease someone's mind, uh, anyone listening that might be scared, you know, Leader Dog really assists you with uh, setting all that up. And then the the airlines really do a really good job of taking care of you, getting you from one spot to the other. It really was not as stressful as, as I thought it was going to be uh, because they're, they're really waiting at the plane to take you wherever you need to go. It's really pretty seamless process. So if anyone is really on the fence about traveling, um, I, I would – rest those fears if I were you. It's it's not that scary. Yeah. And that's good to know. Um, because you know, a lot of people I'm sure have that question. You know, you shared your day to day, which a lot of people have that question about too, what's every day like, but I'm sure they also have that question of like, wait, what do I do when I get to the airport? Like yeah. what happens? How do I get yeah. from the airport to Leader Dog? Um, but that's great that you shared that because we have wonderful volunteers as well that do all of that for yes. us. Without them, we would not be able to really do what we do. So our volunteers are great. Yeah. Our goal really at Leader Dog is to ease as much anxiety as we possibly can, make things as seamless as possible. And so that when you're there, you can just focus on the training, like all of the meals, you you know, you sit in the same seat each time. So you don't have to wonder where you're going to sit. You sit down, the meal is brought to you by our wonderful kitchen staff. Um, you don't have to worry about food allergies or dietary restrictions. They take care of all of those different things, really just so that you can focus on the training, whether that be a white cane or a guide dog, we really try to remove any of those added stressors that we can. And that is great that that happens for our clients and all of that. Um, so, you know, just last question. Is there anything that you're looking forward to, you know, doing with Tucker in the new, near future? Oh, of course. Well, um, you know, the weather hasn't been, you know, it's wintertime and fall. Of course, I don't want to speak about winter in Georgia compared to what y'all <laughs> in Michigan. Yeah. Um, but we are going on a small vacation this coming weekend. We're actually um, going to Gatlinburg uh, for a, a weekend getaway in a tree, tree house. But don't worry, Tucker's not having to climb a tree. Um, <laughs> there, there's cabins built in the trees. I don't know. Oh, man, anyway, so we're going cool. there, and then um, I'm sure we'll we'll visit Tybee uh, this summer. We usually hey. do. So trying to get out as much as possible. Um, we do cruise sometimes once a year. Um, so if that comes up, that'll be an interesting uh, getaway with Tucker because we definitely haven't done that. Um, he hasn't really went anywhere with us yet other than staying around the house. So, Yeah, well, definitely get a hold of Timothy because he is cruising all the time and traveling and doing all sorts of things. So I'm sure he'd be happy to give you some tips and tricks. 
yes, I'm sure he would be very helpful. (laughs) Well, thank you, Joey, (laughs) so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you taking the time to share your experience. I enjoyed it very much. I'm always here to help. If anybody wants to follow along and see anything that me and Tucker do, uh, he's got his own Instagram page now, which is pretty much Tucker eccentric. And it's at uh, (laughs) Tucker, uh, Tucker underscore leader dog. And um, I like to post pictures and stuff that we do on there. Perfect. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you so much for listening to the Taking the Lead podcast. I'm Leslie Hoskins with host Christina Hepner. We hope you enjoyed hearing about Joey's leader dog experience and please continue to follow him to check out what him and Tucker are doing. But also please join us next week as we continue to dive into the world of blindness. Yes, and if you'd like to learn more about applying to our free services at Leader Dog, you can head to leaderdog.org or call us at 888-777-5332. And don't forget, you can reach us at takingthelead@leaderdog.org with any questions or ideas. If you like today's podcast, make sure to hit subscribe and check us out wherever podcasts stream. This season of the Taking the Lead podcast is brought to you by a longtime supporter of Leader Dog, the Mary P. Dolciani Halloran Foundation. As you may know, generous donors like this one make it possible to achieve our mission. The Mary P. Dolciani Halloran Foundation supports the study of mathematics and mathematics education. For more information about our generous sponsor, visit their website at www.dolcianihalloranfoundation.org.